At RxSafe, we believe in improving patient health by challenging conventional wisdom, upending the status quo, and transforming the retail pharmacy industry. Our innovative technology solutions are designed to accelerate your pharmacy's success and change the way you do business. We develop long-term partnerships with pharmacies and other industry innovators to help attract new customers, create additional revenue streams, and transform the traditional pharmacy model. Become the adherence packaging leader in your community and practice at the top of your pharmacy license. Get started today. Visit rxsafe.com. That's rxsafe.com to learn more. Five, four, three, two, one. Thanks for tuning in to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. The most influential podcast dedicated to the profession of pharmacy with over 80,000 listeners worldwide. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the RX Safe Podcast Series. This special two-part series is a rebroadcast recording from a panel discussion titled Pharmacies Share the Formula for Improving Patient Health. This is part one of the two episodes which were previously recorded live at the National Community Pharmacy Association annual meeting in Charlotte, North Carolina. Our panel was made up of several pharmacy owners who understand the real-world issues of keeping patients adherent to their medications and connected to their community pharmacies. And now here's our host, the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Todd Yuri. Welcome to Charlotte, NCPA 2021. We are finally back. We're seeing each other face to face. I am so tired of Zoom meetings. I think I, think I do between three and six a day, and I'm Zoomed out. So seeing your faces, seeing people that I know and I love, and people being able to hug people again and shake your hand, this is very special, and it's special for me to be here. You are my heroes. Pharmacists don't have enough advocacy. Pharmacists don't have enough people that believe in them. But it's because I've been soaking in data for years, starting out in institutional pharmacy and understanding the impact that pharmacists have on patients' lives. And I've learned from people like Bill Holmes and the RxSafe team of what adherence actually means. That's why we're here today. We're not here to glorify each other. We're here to learn about patient care and how to be better patient caregivers. And there are some of the most interesting and innovative patient caregivers and providers here on this panel today. Patients are their worst enemy. They don't stay adherent on medications. They go back into the hospital, the emergency room, and they cost themselves triple, <clears throat> quadruple the money to get back on, on track and back on health. So the relationship that you have with the, with the physician and you as the pharmacist in your community, you're keeping your community safe, you're, communi you're keeping your communities healthy. And when I think of adherence and I think of what all this starts out, I think of the individual that you know personally. CVS doesn't know them personally. They may know the pharmacist, maybe the shift pharmacist that's being burnt out right now by metrics. They certainly don't know anybody at Amazon. They know you. They know your face, they trust you. And trust is the factor to adherence. And I trust technology in the hands of you, the providers in your community. 
And I am so excited to introduce a panel today that really understands this firsthand. They understand it of what it was like before they had the technology and what it's like now that they have the technology and what that means for them to keep their patients healthy and to increase the profits of their pharmacy and to keep going and to keep marketing it and keep driving it. How many times do you have to be told something before it sinks in? I'm going to introduce first Lisa Fast. If you'd introduce yourself and a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your pharmacy and your business. We'll start with Lisa and then we'll go right down the line of the panel. Sure. Uh Dr. Lisa Faust, I am with Diversify Rx, and I also own three pharmacies, two in Louisiana, one in Texas. Um, I've been a pharmacy owner since I opened my first startup pharmacy back in 2005, and I also do a bunch of consulting on helping other pharmacies be profitable. I'm Jana Bennett, and my husband and I own the medicine shop in Sherman, Texas. Um, we've had it for about 18 years. And we owned a smaller store just up the road for about 12 years and sold that to our employee pharmacist um, a couple of years ago. But we enjoy taking care of our community. I'm Thomas McDowell. I operate McDowell's Pharmacy with my father. Uh, I also own another independent pharmacy, uh, McDowell's Pharmacy and Rocky Mountain Medical Park Pharmacy in eastern North Carolina. And so just down the road, we were able to drive here, which was nice. I'm Easton Bryant. Uh, I have North Century Pharmacy in Columbia, Kentucky, so I'm in rural Kentucky. We've been open about seven years now <coughs> and um, do a little consulting on the side as well. I'm Tracy Bayer at Hillcrest Pharmacy in Vernon, Texas, small town, about 10,000 people. My husband Adam and I have, um, have taken that on and over 10 years ago. We're both pharmacists, and we do enjoy the small town and getting to take care of people in Vernon. My name is Tim Mitchell with Mitchell's Drugstores in Neosho, Missouri, Southwest Missouri. And um, we have uh, three community stores <clears throat> as well as a long-term care pharmacy and a specialty pharmacy. Uh, we love taking care of our community. Neosho is a town of about 13,000 people. We serve a lot more people in our, our area, pretty rural area, so. Excellent. Tim, I'm gonna start with you. Sure. Just the general question. The theme of today, and that is, how does adherence packaging improve adherence for patients? You know, I, I had someone ask me just out in the hallway a little while ago, does this send you business? And, you know, I, I can't tell you it's sending me business, but it's making me more efficient at being able to take care of the people and be able to do things that I feel like um, uh, benefit our patients as well as uh, things that will benefit our business in the long run. Uh, the adherence, of course, does help us with... Uh, hopefully lowering DIR fees. Unfortunately, I can't tell you that all my DIR, DIR fees have ever been decreased. Um, if so, I would think there would probably be a mistake. But <clears throat> that being said, um, I, I feel like our patients, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're actually utilizing our technicians to, to run our med adherence uh, packaging uh, program, and they are catching things that wouldn't have been caught before. And so this actually gives us the opportunity. We make phone calls on every single um, one of the, the times that we fill. And so it does create a, a better experience for the patients. We rarely get any complaints from patients that are on our med adherence packaging. Lisa, we all know 
in this room and on this panel that we believe in technology, we believe in independent community pharmacy, but I want to know from your perspective what the patient thinks about packaging and about this adherence packaging. This pet, pack meds, uh, pack my meds box, like what, how are they receiving that? I think they receive it as eliminating confusion. I think they see it as an opportunity for them to get better, but without having to think about it. I mean, let's face it, we're all lazy underneath. Like, we want the easiest road possible. And currently, right now, I'm living with my parents because we're doing a house remodel. And so I'm getting to see firsthand, and they're not very old, um, but they're on some medications. And I see firsthand kind of that confusion. You know, my mom yells, hey, Carl, did you take your lisinopril? I don't know, it's still, you know, well, yeah, the pill's on there. Like, and I'm, it's, it's kind of funny, and it's really gotten me behind the scenes to see how patients, and so I actually asked them about it because we had some of the RX packs from the Pharmacy Profit Summit left over, and I said, hey, would you guys like this? You know, and I talked about it, and I had this really interesting conversation with my parents as both patients and as just the general regular consumer that's probably out there. And so we're currently working to get all of their medications because they just moved from out of state and all of that stuff, but to, to find the local pharmacy that has the Pack My Meds because um, they're like, oh my gosh, that would relieve so much stress. And so I do think they see it as a service and as a way, as a journey for helping them with their health and eliminating that confusion because I think we don't realize how easily and on a daily basis our patients are confused and because they don't speak about it. My parents don't say my pharmacist, oh, every day I have to remind my husband to take his pill. Like, they don't, they don't say that. So I think we forget all of those little daily things that happen, so. If any of you at any time want to ask a question of any of the panelists, I want hands up so we can be interactive, just as a follow-up to anything that's being said or asked. Easton, how do you increase adherence using this packaging how is it used as a business development tool for your pharmacy, whether that be introducing it to doctors or the introduction to your patients? We make a big deal about it. <laughs> so like anybody that shows up that's gonna be a new patient, um, we tell them, hey, we're so glad to have you. By the way, we have this service for you. Um, so we're not shy about it. Um, we are packaging around 300 patients now, which for us, it winds up being about half of our total prescription volume. So we're not shy about it at all. We know that, especially someone coming from a chain store or Walmart, this is, this is a complete 180 experience from what they've been used to doing. Standing in line, you know, Mrs. Jones takes five prescriptions. She's either sending somebody from her family or herself. She's standing in line five times a month, fighting, you know, fighting that battle just to get those five meds. Like, how could this be any more different than that? We're managing the refills. We have somebody dedicated to her cause, her profile. Um, every single month we're working ahead and, it, and it's ready for her and we're calling her as well. So it just, it couldn't be any more different and we assure them that, that they're gonna be taken care of and you're in for a treat, basically. Lana, you were open to telling me about your medicine shop with you and your husband runs. What's the communication like between you, your patients, with regards to the packaging and also your physician partners that are out there in your community. Um, so the interesting thing when you start packaging someone is that you have all these, a bunch more conversations with them. So what we're realizing is that, you know, every month 
we're having these pretty detailed conversations about, you know, what problems are you having? Um, when are you taking this? You know, it's not just the first time when you get them on, although that is very involved. And physicians love that. They love to, that they know that they can send people to us and that we're going to sit down and go over everything and get them set up. And every month we're going to continue to have this conversation. Um, it just makes your patients feel so special. I mean, even though you've taken great care of them all of these years, um, going this extra step makes them feel just like they will never leave you. <laughs> they will never go back to bottles. They will never go anywhere else because you have taken this time to spend it with them and really get them where they need to be. Thomas, same thing, because I've talked with you before. You've been on the podcast uh, before, and you shared with us um, your relationship with your prescribers and how um, this packaging really makes a an impact from a reputation perspective. Can you kind of elaborate on that and, and share with the, the team that's here today? Sure, and we're at about close to 250 patients per month. Small town, 1,500 people. Um, we don't even have a stoplight in our town. Um, park in the middle of the street too, which is kind of weird. Um, but uh, we, we really, you know, like Easton said, we really show it off. We want people to see it when they come in. I said it you know, a pack at our immunization table. And so we want the patients to see it. We want word of mouth to go and, and uh, make its way throughout you know, our area. And uh, it's, it's advertising whenever you get that box out into the community. We branded our boxes. We call it Mac Pack, which is a playoff McDowell uh, for McDowell's Pharmacy. And also we made an acronym and call it Medication Adherence Collaboration. That's the, the Mac part of it. And uh, when we take that to the prescribers and show them that service. They, they love the pack. You know, you can show them that and they love that, but we take it further and really tell them, hey, this is a, a concierge type service. We're calling your patients every month, monitoring them monthly. Uh, we are, you know, coordinating their refills, coordinating appointments, coordinating their care, monitoring side effects. And uh, we have an adherence coach that's calling them, you know, a team of adherence coaches between pharmacists and technicians. And that's what really, you know, they have no clue that you're doing that. You know, they, they know some of the, they don't even know sometimes you're doing the packaging, but if they know that you're taking that extra layer and really going above and beyond, they're gonna keep you in mind when they're seeing their patients, when especially their, their challenging patients. And we tell you know, the prescribers, send us your most challenging patients, we'll take them on and, and try to get them adherent, and usually do. We know that Adherence is important, but what about the financial side of this? Can you describe how adherence packaging has made a, a change to your pharmacy? Yes, our volume of prescriptions has definitely gone up and in turn um, profit. And not, as we know, not all prescriptions are profitable. So like she mentioned, there are you do have that time where you're going over their med list um, each month and you have an opportunity to really um, focus in on more profitable alternatives for different prescriptions. Also, um, just in terms of workflow, I feel like we have been able to grow exponentially without hiring anybody because the decrease in the crazy. We get to control the crazy in our pharmacy um, a lot more because like Adam and I can be gone to this for, for five days and they really don't have to touch a prescription that's going in a package because we've already done it. We did it last week. And we just are able to plan um, with our staff. Um, and then also, yeah, we, we can work with minimal um, employees. Um, 
which is, which is great too. But the bottom line, yeah, the DIRs, um, it's hard, it's real hard to notice on that. Supposedly they're gonna, they're better. <laughs> um, but um, yes, the profit is there. The volume's definitely there because once, once the word gets out, it's really, you don't have to market it very much, really. A show of hands if you have your patience on some type of adherence system, sync system. What is the biggest challenge to keeping your patient adherence? I want to hear why aren't you? Maybe they didn't want to pay for the copay or they had a side effect and they just didn't bother to mention it to their physician or to us. And if they're on their, our program, then we're calling them and asking them if they're taking their meds, if they're having any problems with any meds. But I would say that um, maybe just laziness too, just accidentally forgetting a dose or two and, and uh, instead of having that to look at. I hear so many reasons from pharmacy owners as to why they're not adherent. And there's an aspect of this and that is the consistency, the education, education being pulled back to the word that I used in the introduction, which was trust. And there's an, also another aspect, and that is keeping them healthy. Sometimes a pharmacist knows better than the patient themselves of what's going on with their diabetes or their hypertension. And supplements play into this. So I want to ask the, the team, just anyone raise your hand, what are you doing with packaging in the world of, it, of, of keeping them adherent on their medication, but also the supplement? So in, in Missouri, <clears throat> we, it's required that we have a prescription, but um, I, I can tell you that it's not holding our staff back. They're going after it. Um, I set a goal for them to reach, you know, we started the, with the rapid pack machine. Well, we're using uh, a Dispil product before, um, and uh, they, they were saying, this is so labor intensive, we've got to do something different. Now we're, we're at about 200 patients, um, and many of those individuals have supplements that we wouldn't have sold, they would have picked up online or at a large chain store, but we wouldn't have sold that um, without that. So that has been, to kind of tack on to the question that she had answered, I think that's been a, a, an increased revenue for us. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not like... It did, if they have specific, I had someone that was that brought us some stuff that was crazy stuff that I'd never seen before. Um, we we had the ability to sit down with them, consult with them, found what they actually needed, which basically was I think a folic acid and, and uh, um, uh, you know like a, a vitamin B supplement of some sort, and um, we got them taken care of, and it was a very reasonable alternative for them. So, um, and one other thing, if you don't mind, when you were talking, when she was talking about decreasing the crazy, our store is much more organized now. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely so much more organized. And I will have to say that I stole MedSync ideas from, from Melody Savely and Don. Um, my son worked there, and I will tell you that our store, although it's not always uncrazy because COVID is still around, um, I will tell you that uh, we can walk in and feel relatively confident that it's going to be a decent day. Um, and um, this packaging system is part of that. That's really changed our, our whole concept of how we look throughout each day. So, Thomas, you mentioned coaching. And I think that there's an opportunity when you are coaching with that patient to build additional trust with additional products. Can you talk to us about your pharmacy and any of the supplements that you're using within the adherence packaging? 
Sure, and and we're having that conversation monthly with them, and and so that's absolutely a chance to plug any of your services, including supplements, and and there's no DR fees on supplements, obviously, and so you actually know what you're going to get paid, and you get paid right then, which is great, and so we we try to figure out any chance we can get to, you know, what can this patient, what can help this patient, you know, and whether that's a supplement or a nutrient depletion type supplement or um, it's flu season, have you had your flu shot, Ms. Smith, and um, do you, how are you doing mobility-wise if we know something's happened to them? Because we, we are keeping up with them. We know when they're going to the hospital, when they're coming back home, because we're following them, we're making notes on it. And so we, and we did on the supplement thing, we, we started doing um, immune support MAC packs. And that really, that honestly was getting us more branding than the prescription uh, side of our packaging business because people were heard about it and they were desperate for something that made them feel more comfortable and safe uh, during the pandemic. And so um, that opens the door for, you know, doing it with their prescriptions as well. And, and you know, we can package any kind of supplement and, and definitely seen an uptick on our OTC sales because they're not always going to Walmart to try to find a better deal when they usually can find a good deal with us. They just don't realize it. Easton. Kind of like Thomas said, I, I, want, I want to jump at any opportunity to get our packs in somebody's hands. Um, so this is not reserved for older people who just can't manage their medicines anymore. If you, even, if you look on Instagram for any amount of time, there's lots of companies that are doing packaging supplements. So on our website, we actually have a questionnaire where they can come in, I don't know, maybe it's 10 questions or so, ask about their meds or supplements. Some of these people are not our current patients. Um, come straight to me, I make recommendations, usually just some core, to start out with some core supplements. They get that in their hands and they're like, oh my gosh, can you do this for my mom? She goes to Walmart, can you do this? So supplements are a great way to open the door and also serve all demographics. You know, it, again, it's not just reserved for older people. You can turn this into a trendy thing, almost. You know, you're a busy mom, hey, you don't have time to, to do all this, let us do it for you. Lisa and I have had conversations about marketing towards men's health, for example, and being able to build out a reputation within your community to really focus on what that means. Nitric oxide actually came up. Lisa, I wanted you to expand upon how you're using supplements and or coaching your clients and pharmacies to use supplements to increase their profits. Supplements, I think, are so underutilized in independent pharmacy um, from both the clinical perspective and most definitely from a business perspective. There is no better place that patients should get supplement advice from than you guys. Like, we're the ones, we're the experts, we're the pharmacology experts, we know their prescriptions, we know how these supplement works, and there are some fantastic supplement companies out there, and they want to leverage independent pharmacies to grow their business, and if we do a good job helping them grow, then we get to like kind of keep these supplements and keep these opportunities. I'm a functional medicine junkie myself, so I am constantly reviewing the supplements out there, and one of the, I think, of the most fantastic supplements to come out lately is this nitric oxide supplement. It's a natural, helps replenish the enzymes. Uh, who's over 40? Sorry, bad news, you're naturally declining in nitric oxide. Like, it just starts to happen. It's one more thing after 40. And so what does nitric oxide do? Let's, let's think about it. it. It's a vasodilator, right? Who, who remembers? Vasodilation. So what does vasodilation help with? Blood pressure, right? Erectile dysfunction, diabetes circulation, 
just in general health and wellness, getting you know that good blood circulation flow. So how many of your patients have blood pressure, diabetes, erectile dysfunction? How many patients, when you've counseled them with Viagra or Levitra, and you say, hey, are you getting full effect, or they're having to increase their dose, or they're getting it refilled multiple times? You know, have that conversation with them. Say, is it working like you expect? And they say, no, not really. You know, I kind of was expecting some magic, and it's not really happening. Like, it might be because of their nitric oxide. And so now you get to recommend the supplement. The supplement I'm talking about is from Berkeley Life Professionals, the one that I personally use and recommend. Um, and it's the one that we sell in our pharmacies. And uh, it comes with a great little test strip. So this is the thing. This is my functional medicine side coming in. But when you can test somebody at the counter and you can give them a yes or no, you, you need this. Because what I hear from a lot of pharmacists, and feel free to raise your hand, is you don't recommend a lot of supplements because you don't know, one, if they actually need it. Who, who feels that? Like, you don't actually know if you need a supplement. Two, you don't feel like you know about the supplement. Okay? And three, you don't know if it's actually working. Like, it's usually one of those three reasons why pharmacists aren't recommending supplements. And so I tend to look for companies that help with all three of those. And Berkeley Life has this great little saliva test that basically tells your patient right away, are you low in nitric oxide or not? Because just because you're over 40 doesn't mean you're necessarily low. Chances are it's, it's good. But test your patients like, oh, you need that. Do you have any of these symptoms? Yes, I do. Now I'm making a recommendation. You know, Todd mentioned at the very beginning, trust. Your patients trust you. They will take action. It's amazing the percentage in my pharmacy uh, in Texas. It's, you know, I, I kind of have them. We're not keeping scientific results. But it's about 65-ish percent, about two-thirds of the time, patients take our recommendation on the, the supplement. And then when you bundle it with packaging, it, they're like, oh, yeah, just add it in. Add it into my next my next thing, and um, they'll they'll never go off of it. And they trust you. And it's time we leverage that for total health of our patients, but also total health of your business. Because as mentioned on this panel, it's cash-based revenue, which is what I'm all about. It's one of my pillars of profitability. No DIR fees. You don't have to worry about an audit. You don't have to worry about someone coming in. You can sleep well at night that that money's in your bank. So I love supplements and love it with the adherence packaging because then you get that supplement filled every month and that cash revenue keeps coming in. Thanks for tuning in to the first part of the RX Safe special podcast series. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pharmacy Podcast Network on your favorite podcast directory so you don't miss the second episode.